Welcome to the Bible Conversation Podcast with Chris, Dan, and Dylan. Let's have a conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. Um, Today's episode, we're going to be talking about kindness. Now, that kind of seems like something that's really simple, but it's, it's a lot deeper than what it seems on the surface level. Would I be correct in saying that? Yes. Yeah. Um, so Chris is, is going to get into in a minute about, about why kindness is deeper than, um, than what you would initially think. Um, but I want to, I want to start about, oh, I want to start by reading from Galatians chapter five. Um, if you have your Bibles, Galatians chapter five, um, and as Paul is writing here to the church in Galatia, he's talking about things that, that are of the flesh, works of the flesh, and and then he transitions that to talking about things that are of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, and and he's making the distinction for the church in Galatia whether we do things of the flesh or whether we do things of the spirit, live by the spirit, and he tells us that we know we're we're living by the spirit if um, if this is our fruit essentially the, the things that we produce in our life, and he says in verse twenty two of Galatians five, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And so um, kindness is one of those things included in there. And so what we see here is kindness is, is one of those those things that we should be having poured out of our lives. And mm-hmm. and so, Chris, you're, you're going to talk about, about what kindness is a little bit, right? Yes, do you want me to go ahead and do that now? Yeah, <laughs> so jump right in. I mean, unless y'all have other comments. <laughs> no, I'm I'm ready. So if you would flip over to uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter eight, and uh, if you can put a little uh, bookmark or something in Luke chapter seventeen, because uh, we're going to talk about two different accounts of Jesus and um, kind of show the really potential complexity of kindness. You know, when we think of kindness, I think oftentimes we think of, you know, treating someone nice or uh, maybe even being gentle or, you know, having nice words to say or, um, you know, things along that, things along that nature. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a difference of, you know, um, are you being nice or are you being mean? And if yes. you're being nice, then you're being kind. Yes. But you're telling us here that it's, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. There's more to it. And um, so we're going to go over to Matthew uh, chapter 8 here. And we see that Jesus has just finished preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, he's just come down from the mountain, and there's great multitudes following him, right? So there's a lot of people, a lot of people that are following him, a lot of people that are around him. And uh, it says in verse 2, And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So this one person out of a multitude of people comes up to Jesus. And not only that, it's one person who has leprosy which at this time is a super contagious disease, potentially life-threatening, and uh, is, is contagious by touch. Uh, and so, you know, nobody wants to touch a leper. Nobody wants to get close to a leper. In fact, if, if you had leprosy in the Old Testament, you had to walk around saying, I am unclean. Yeah. And you had to walk around yelling that. And so, you know. And, and it's not a leopard. It's a leopard. Correct. Yeah, yeah. it's not a cat. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry if I wasn't clear on that. but No, no I'm, um, I'm just making a joke. <laughs> and so, verse 3, Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. 
you know, Jesus didn't have to touch him. Right? He chose to, and we're gonna we're gonna see that here in a little bit. But um, you know, this man has not, as long as he's had leprosy, has not touched anybody. He hasn't had physical contact with anybody. He hasn't been able to really be around other people. And for him to come into a great multitude of people is one already uh, amazing in and of itself, and the faith that he has in Christ. But two, the fact that Jesus touched this man. And so Jesus was, was showing kindness there. You know, he didn't have to heal this man, one, at all. You know, he didn't have to. But he did the good thing. He did the right thing. He, he healed this man and he touched him and showed him that, you know, hey, I, you know, I love you. You're, you're a person. You're a human. You, you, know, you deserve this type of kindness. And now that's kind of the type of kindness that many of us would think of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jesus being loving, um, uh, essentially meeting his needs, what, what he was asking for. And so that's... I mean, very easy to say. That's kindness, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, if you go over to Luke 17, right, you've got, uh, there are 10 lepers here, right? And so Jesus is going uh, through Samaria, through Galilee. It says he entered a certain village. We don't know which village it is. Uh, and it says that they lifted up their voices. And they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And so he saw them, and he says, go show yourselves to the priest. That's it. That's all he says. He doesn't touch these 10 men. He doesn't do anything else. And it says, and so it was that as they went, they were cleansed, right? So Jesus healed these men based upon their faith and what Jesus had said. Now, the same thing happened with the one man and the 10 men. Both of them were cleansed. Mm -hmm. Both of them were healed of their leprosy, all, all 11 of them. And Jesus was the, you know, the, the key factor behind that. But he did it in two different ways. One, he touched and he physically talked to and, and helped. And then the 10, he just said, go yeah. and be cleansed. And I think that shows that the kindness that we show in this life, uh, there, there's no cookie cutter way to show kindness. It's based on individual circumstances. It's based on um, you know various life experiences and things that are going on and happening right now. Our kindness has to be variable. It has to be able to change. We have to be able to adjust our kindness to help the people that we are dealing with in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be the same type of kindness to Dylan that I am to Dan because they're two different people. Yeah. I can't I can't be the same type of kindness to you guys. I have to be a different type of kindness because y'all are two individuals. Yeah. Uh, in the same way that I'm not going to be the same type of kindness to you guys as that I am to my wife. <laughs> I, was, I was, thought it's you were going to bring that yeah, up too. <laughs> like it's, it's, not, it's, it's a different type of kindness, yeah. and it's circumstantial. It's based upon the people that are in our lives. And so that's kind of what I want to kick this off with is just the idea that kindness is circumstantial. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I was thinking about um, – I remember that Leviticus um, chapter 13 talks about the law concerning leprosy. And uh, it'd probably be good to encourage ourselves and listeners to go back and read that chapter because it talks a lot about uh, leprosy, and there's different degrees, mm-hmm. actually. So there, each situation is can be different. And, you know, for example, in Leviticus, um, did I say, I think, chapter 13? Yes. Make sure I said that. Chapter 13. You know, chapter 13 and verse 44, 45, it says, Now the leper on whom the sore is... His clothes shall be torn and his head bare, and he shall cover his mustache and cry, unclean, unclean, and he shall be unclean 
Uh, all the days he has the sore, he shall be unclean. He is unclean, and he shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside the camp. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the situation for every leper, and that, you know, uh, you know, leprosy left marks. It left scars. It left, you know, it had a residual effect. It didn't just go away, but you still could tell that someone was a leper even after mm-hmm. the contagion was Gone. finished. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that might have been the situation in Matthew chapter um, ten, right? Chapter yeah. eight. Chapter 8, that's right. Yeah, Matthew Matthew 8. (laughs) So Matthew chapter 8, and then, uh, but then Luke 17, it might have been a a very severe moment there, that the peak of the um, uh, contagion. So, you know, yeah, every situation, and, and, you know, you were talking about, as you talked about Matthew 8, I started thinking about COVID right away. You know, we're in the throes (laughs) of this COVID in 2020, and, uh, you know, it, it is a unique situation, so we have to... Uh, it, it might not, for some people, that might not be too kind if you come up to them and you hug them and, you know, they might be, whoa, you know, I'm trying to take extra precautions here and, yeah. you know, I have underlying condition and they might not be too receptive to that. Yeah. So you need to look at every situation and, and what is kind and what is loving, you know, even how a young man, even Paul talked about first seventy five, how you treat a mother, you know, a older woman, a younger woman, uh, an older man, you know, a younger man, you know, everything has to be put in that context in, a, mm. in, a, in its right context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, what's kind to Dan is saying that the Packers are good, but that's not being <laughs> kind to me. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Like that. So um, anyways, I, I had one more thing that I wanted to, to talk about. And um, it's, you know, that this idea that in order to, to love someone, you have to be tolerant of, of their beliefs, you know, and, and sometimes that's even called kindness too, is, you know, if you are kind to somebody, then you're going to, um, to tell them that you agree with them, that you're going to, how do I, I put in air quotes, love them, um, regardless of whatever wrong that they may be participating in, whatever sin that they may be participating in. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, that's not kindness. And and I think uh, we, we've had conversations about this before, that, that love does not equal tolerance. Uh, we had a conversation starter about, the, about that about a month ago. So uh, if you're listening to this now, go back and listen to that conversation starter. Um, but just as love does not equal tolerance, it's not the same thing, neither does kindness. And I, I think we see that with the rich young ruler. And, and Chris, do you, do you have the passage for that? Uh, the rich young ruler is in Matthew chapter 12. So what, what we see there with... At least Ma- I believe it's Matthew chapter 12. Give me a second. I think it's chapter... It is eight. not chapter 12. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's chapter 19. Else. Chapter 19. Chapter 19. Or 16. And, yeah, and so what we see there with the rich young ruler is he's, he's asking Christ, you know, how do I inherit eternal life? Mm-hmm. How, how do I, like, get to heaven, essentially, is what he's, yeah. what he's asking. And, and mm-hmm. Jesus says, you know, um, you keep all the commandments that, that have been commanded to you. And... Um, and he, you know, you shall not murder, shall not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness on your father and mother, love your neighbor yourself. And, and the, this uh, rich young man says, well, I've, I've kept all these for my entire life. And, and so, you know, what else? What do I have to do? And Jesus says, well, go and sell all your possessions and, and give them to the poor. And he goes away sorrowful because he, he can't do that. <clears throat> How many times would... Would we say in the 21st century, if somebody's asking, you know, how do I become a better Christian? How, how do I deepen my, my faith and become a stronger, become stronger in my walk with Christ? Many of us would say, well, 
you know, you're doing good. You're doing good. Your, your faith is strong. And God's grace is amazing. Mm-hmm. That's being tolerant of, of folks. Potential wrongdoing. Yeah, even if somebody is living in sin. Well, God's grace is, is amazing. And that's not the way that Jesus acted, did it? And, and we know that Christ is kind. We know that kindness poured out of his life. And, and what did he say? Well, you can improve yourself. You can do better. And, and that's Christ's way of being kind to this man because he's not going to, to tell him a lie and say, ah, you're fine the way you are. God loves us all. And, and that, I, I don't know. I, I think that's, that's something important that we have to definitely recognize when we talk about Christ and his kindness and the way that, that he treated people. He was, he was honest with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, Proverbs 27.5 says, Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Mm-hmm. You know, and then verse six follows up. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, we we need to um, understand that um, sometimes being kind is, you know, doesn't mean that we conceal the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people. That's kind of what you're getting at. I think is yeah. you know, people think that's being kind is concealing the truth, not telling people what they need to hear, yeah. rather than you know what they they want to hear. Yeah. Well, and you you know you had mentioned that you know. Grace is great, right? And that's what we might tell people, or, you know, God loves everybody, and so it's okay. Well, both of those things are true. Mm-hmm. Grace is amazing. Grace is, yeah. is it's boundless. We're saved by grace and, through faith. Yeah, and, and God, you know, does love all of us. Otherwise, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have sent his only son. But yeah. it reminds me of Romans 6, uh, Romans 6, verses 1 and 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Grace is already great. Grace yeah. is already abounding. So mm-hmm. are we going to continue in sin so that there there's just going to be more grace poured out? Well, mm-hmm. one, that's not really possible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we can mm-hmm. have more grace poured out. But then verse 2, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Right? Or, or do you not know that as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We, as Christians, are called to be better. Yeah. We've already been given that grace. Yeah. And so continuing to sin just because we have that grace, well, in essence, it nullifies that grace for us. Yeah. And there's no limit on grace. You know, it's not like, oh, man, I committed too many sins. Grace ran out. You know, yeah. God's yeah. grace abounds more than, than anybody could ever sin enough. You know, yeah. God's grace is, is beyond that. But the thing is, it's a, it's a heart issue. Yeah. And if your heart is not with God... And instead, your heart is saying, well, I'm going to be of the world, but God's grace is going to cover me. Then your heart is in the wrong place. And so the kind thing is to recognize that and say, your heart needs to be with God. And that's what is said in Romans. That's what Christ is saying to this rich young man in Matthew 19. Yeah. He's saying, your heart needs to be with God. And, and that really is the kind thing, yeah. is, is to, mm-hmm. to direct people towards God, is it not? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know, what other thoughts do y'all have regarding this? Well, you know, Dylan, is there any ways you think that um, we need to see kindness, you know, practice more today, some some things that, where we need to see more kindness? Well, yeah, there's definitely, <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot, a lot of, of ways. That, yeah, well, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ways that we could see more kindness in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bottom line is is putting others above yourself, you know, humbling yourself. Um, but also being honest with people. 
there's mm-hmm. there's so many times that it's the the little white lie is going to protect them. You know, mm-hmm. that that's the way it's seen. No, n- nobody really lies to hurt someone else, mm-hmm. but they lie to try to protect others. But in the end, that's just that's not it. You know, um, that, that's that's not the case. So. Um, I don't know. I, I have a few thoughts that I, I thought we could close with as we're talking about all this. You know, we're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to show kindness. Um, but the question I think is really important is why. And that's what I kind of started with back in Galatians chapter 5 is is because that's what's supposed to be poured out of our life. Um, when when we exemplify these fruits, fruit of the Spirit, if you will, we're showing that, the, that what comes from our own life is the same thing that comes from the Spirit. And that's how we know that, that we are following Christ, that we are, are doing our best to, to shine our light to the world, be, be an example of Christ to the world. And yeah, there's a lot of them there written out in, in the fruit of the Spirit, but kindness is, is an important one. It's the one we chose to talk about today. And so um, no, no matter what fruit of the Spirit you're talking about, whether it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all of them, it would be the same reason for why. But for specifically kindness, it's because that it needs to be poured out of your life so you can show Christ to everyone. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, the, the purpose of us being kind, the purpose of us, you know, I mean, First Corinthians 13, 4, you know, Love is kind, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. so the purpose of us being kind is to show God's love, and if we're not willing and able to do that, I think that's um, that's an issue, uh, you know. Dan, you'd ask Dylan, you know, some some practical ways in which we can be uh, kind, and I've got a little story. Uh, this morning, driving to work, uh, you know, I was going through a school zone, twenty miles an hour, and there's a, a an old truck, just a beat up old truck in front of me that's you know scooting along. And after we get out of the school zone, this truck is still scooting along. And we get up to a stop sign, and the truck stops for like four seconds at the stop sign, you know, with nobody really around. And I'm just like, what? Like, what's going on? Why are you? Like, let's go. Hurry up. You know, and I didn't honk or anything. I didn't, you know. But internally, I was not, you know, I was not being kind. And we get up to the stoplight, and there's there's two lights. It's the most awkward stop light situation that I've ever seen there's two lights but it's like a one lane road yeah and so and so this car stops literally right in the middle the truck's right in the middle so there's no way I can turn right which is where yeah. I need to go and I don't know where the car where the truck's going no blinker on <laughs> nothing's going on and I put my blinker on you know to kind of signal like hey I'm I'm going right but I'll wait here like it's fine <laughs> and um and all of a sudden the truck kind of pulls over to the right and turns right and then merges over into the far left lane and then does a U-turn to go back around. Now, I don't know and I don't think that the person did it for me. <laughs> I don't think they just, you know, turned right so that I could turn right because of that. But I think that's the mentality that we've got to have, that type of mentality, right? Whether or not that person in the truck did it, and they could have. And, and if so, and I, I even thought to myself, I'm like, man, if they did that for me, that's really awesome. And now I feel bad about how rude I was, you know, <laughs> like internally how rude I was. And um, but that's the, you know, we, we do, we got to put others first, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to take real life situations because again, kindness is conditional. It's situational. So we've got to take the real life situations we're in and, you know, and think about where other people are and what we can do to be kind to them. 
not what we deserve ourselves. You know, I wanted to turn right. I wanted to get to work faster. I wanted to do this, but I wasn't at all thinking about the person in front of me mm-hmm. until I saw that and then started to, you know, reconsider what's going on in my life. You know, mm-hmm. how, how am I serving God? That's yeah. why when you say like not doing what we think we deserve for ourselves, kindness is, in other words, it's, it's sacrificial mm-hmm. and it's, it's a daily thing, you know, talking about practical situations. It's something I'm daily trying to teach my kids, you know, my, like this morning, even my two dot, you know, one sits in, you know, the chair that the other one usually sits in and, <laughs> you know, she didn't like that very much. Get up. She starts crawling and trying to brump off her sister, you know, dad, tell her to get off my chair, you know? And it's like, you know, it, it's, uh, she's chosen the good seat. She chose the good seat. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the only way for that situation, obviously, to become harmonious uh, is for one of them to sacrifice. <laughs> to be kind. <laughs> to be kind, which means sacrificing either one, you know, giving up, hey, I don't need that seat, or uh, the other one saying, okay, I can I can just get off and give that seat. One of them is going to have to sacrifice in order to be kind. So kindness is sacrificial, you know, to, to do it. You have to be willing to give up something that maybe you yourself want. So, mm-hmm. you know, traffic, it applies raising kids. <laughs> I, I like that you bring up that, that example of your kids, Dan, because kindness is often seen as, well, that's what we teach our kids. But mm-hmm. honestly, it needs to be what we teach adults. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, there are yeah. plenty of adults that uh, either didn't learn it as kids or have <laughs> forgotten. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. in that group half the time, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I've forgotten what I, what I was taught about being kind. And so, mm-hmm. man, that... That's a, a reminder that we all need to mm-hmm. be sacrificial, put put others ahead of yourself, be humble, yeah. uh, be honest. You know, they, all of these are are ch- childhood teachings that mm-hmm. <laughs> that are so easily forgotten. And and you know, I, I don't remember if I've used this example with, with y'all before, but um, if I have, forgive me. But I think it really fits in here for for why adults forget some of these these simple things. You know. And um, so it was about a week ago, um, my wife and I were babysitting the, the flower girl that was in our wedding, and, um, and we were playing Legos with her on the floor while I was, you know, messing around and, like, taking the Lego and hiding it behind my back, and she was looking around and, and where it was, and eventually she caught on that I was messing with her and, and hiding her Legos from her, and, um, and so uh, I could tell that she was upset with me, and I was like, am I going to get in trouble for, for messing with you? And she goes, no, adults don't get in trouble, and... <laughs> And her her mental processing was kids are the one that are the ones that get in trouble, but adults don't get in trouble, and that is a very flawed way of thinking that even a, that adults even think that way that that people across the world think mm-hmm. adults can't get in trouble unless you're breaking the law of the land unless you're you know speeding you're going to get written a ticket but but adults don't get in trouble for the way we act. Adults can't get in trouble for not being kind. Adults can't get in trouble for not being for not being honest. Adults can't get in trouble for not being humble. And the sad thing about that is, well, yeah, we we will get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is a day coming mm-hmm. when when you will get in trouble if if you're not kind, if you're not loving, if you're not humble mm-hmm. and honest and and all those things. So Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's a lot of people today who yeah, I think, like you said, adults have forgotten that because they're so interested today in trying to level the playing field. Mm-hmm. They're all about leveling the playing field, and, and they just, the the agenda has, has changed, you know, and yeah, we try to teach our kids, like, we want them to be kind, we want them to be nice, but then somehow, 
we disconnect from that as we get older mm-hmm. and we kind of justify it because now we're, we're, you know, we're on this mission to do this or that, you know, and, uh, we forget that bottom line, we have to, uh, do good to others, you know, as we would want done unto ourselves, regardless of the situation, regardless of the mm-hmm. circumstances, we, we need to continue to, to be kind and, and good to, to one another. And that's what David did, you know, not to press us too much further, but, you know, David, you know, uh, I was reading, I, I'm sorry, I might have already lost, oh, it's first, it's Second Samuel chapter 9. David asked the question, you know, is there anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show kindness? Mm, yeah. You know, and so it's like what we we're talking about in the beginning, intentional. It's not just being, it, it's about being intentional, being thoughtful. Who can I show kindness to today? And anyone remembers the story of Saul and David? I mean, that's not, Yeah. I mean... He's not, thinking about his enemy. Not know, a, he's thinking about his enemy. Yeah, not a harmonious group, but, <laughs> but yeah. David still wanted to show kindness to his the, family. The, mm-hmm. the family of Saul. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's about all we got for today. So um, I hope that this is encouraging to y'all. I hope that this is something that, that you can take and, and think, you know, maybe, maybe I can be a little bit more kind to somebody today. So, mm-hmm. um, appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, stay tuned and uh, listen to how you can contact us. Thank you so much for listening to the Bible Conversations podcast. I want to tell you about a couple of ways in which you can be involved or help us out. You can like us on Facebook, and share our posts. You can send us an email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can even leave a review Apple Podcasts. We're also partnering with Ministry League. This is a wonderful app full of so many different resources to help you grow your faith. We love you all. Now let's go start a conversation.